following program contains controversial subject matter. Your discretion is advised. Good evening, everyone. 2WTF Radio presents What's the Buzz? I'm your host, the Mad Dog, Mad Dog DeCipio, joined, as I am each and every week, by the Pitbull, Amelia, Pitbull Chapman. How are you, Amelia? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm fabulous. How was your week? It's been a rocky one, but hey, we got a lot of rain, so I'm happy. A rocky <laughs> week? Yeah. Was it a rocky bubble kind of week? I oh, yeah. Did. Oh, definitely. With the kind all of right. work I do, it is. <laughs> as long as you came out champ, you know, we're all good. Oh, yes. <laughs> Beautiful. We have a, a an amazing, an amazing guest tonight. A really yes. special show tonight. You uh, you heard at the beginning uh, that we had that issue of disclaimer because of the, the subject matter at hand is controversial. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was then and it still is all these years later. Um, our guest tonight is a woman, a filmmaker, writer, producer, and author. Her name is Pearl Jr., and she is the definitive authority on one Mr. Michael Joe and or Joseph Jackson, depending on your choice of middle names. We're going to get into that one today, too, because um, it's a uh, believe it or not. They say, what's in the name? Well, with Michael Jackson, a lot. We're going to yes. find out tonight a lot. So without further ado, let me bring in Pearl Jr. Pearl, how are you, my friend? Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I'm very excited <laughs> to be on your show, Mad Dog. We and are jacked to the gills to have you here. Um, yes, welcome to the show. I want to tell everybody a little bit about Pearl Jr. Pearl Jr. is an activist. Through her activism, she has been a radio talk show guest on more than 100 radio shows, including right here. Pearl Jr. is a graduate of the highly acclaimed California State University, Northridge, television, radio, and film class of 1989, to which she completed a two-year course in just one year. Can you believe it? Pearl is a consummate overachiever, for which I am truly grateful. Pearl is the founder and owner, along with Cecil Holmes, of the noted Elbow Grease Productions. In addition to this, she's written, produced, and starred in a myriad of films depicting the rise, fall, life, and purported death of Michael Joe and or Joseph Jackson. We have a lot to talk about tonight, so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome, making her first appearance on What's the Buzz, filmmaker Pearl Jr. How are you, Pearl? I am great. Hello, audience out there. I'm so excited to be on your show, and I'm so excited to be talking Michael Jackson. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what. We have, and I'll just tell you straight up, um, I come from the world of pro wrestling, and that's my background, and radio, television, radio, and pro wrestling. And people who watch the show, they know it's it's boring, and I don't want to bore you with it. But one of the things that I learned about pro wrestling is 
The illusion isn't always an illusion. Sometimes the illusion is very real. In the case of Michael Jackson, there truly was an illusion. Um, and we'll talk about the reference to that illusion made by LaToya Jackson at one point. We're going to talk about that tonight. Um, the controversy surrounding Michael Joseph Jackson, Michael Joe Jackson, uh, emerged almost immediately upon the death announcement. The same can be said immediately for the death of Elvis Presley. As soon as Elvis allegedly died, the people in the know, Pearl, were already saying, don't believe it, it's not true. And those people in the Michael Jackson camp did not keep their mouth quiet. Not for very long anyway. So, here's the story. And it's a convoluted story, and Pearl's going to walk us through this fucking <laughs> mire. Uh, when did you first become aware that there was more to the death of Michael Jackson than what we were purported to believe? Uh, immediately. My friend, Rene, uh, I had a friend that we would just talk Michael all the time. And since I had been covering Michael since the 2005 trial, we had got to know his manager, his publicist, his lawyer, his family members. And so we were in the know about Michael. And so when I, um, this lady sold maps outside of Michael's rented Carrollwood home, and she uh, basically called and said, there's an ambulance that went inside Michael's house. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. So in that, I thought maybe it wasn't Michael, it was someone else who got hurt. Um, so I was the first person to tweet out that there was an ambulance at Michael Jackson's home. Okay, yeah. about seven, I mean, I found out about 12.25 um, and um, I didn't tweet it out to like 12.45, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. um, so I headed over there immediately and yeah. I was calling my friend and she was like, no, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. And I was like, girl, I'm I'm getting ready to go to UCLA right now. I'm on my way to UCLA. I've been calling Randy, Michael's brother. I've been calling Joe. No one's answering. I don't know what's going on. I went there. Hardly no one was there when I got there. And then I ran into a fan and we just started hugging each other. And I was like, what's wrong? And I saw his SUVs there with the, 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 the hazard lights on. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And then I just watched the crowd just grow. And then I saw Michael's attorney and then I saw Catherine walk in. So I believed it, but my friend was like, nah, he just didn't want to do the concerts. He's not dead. He's not dead. I don't believe it. And I was like, I'm telling you. So it was a hard fought thing where fans were content, uh, telling me that something wasn't right. And so a lot of them had kind of got together and said, since we liked your coverage of his 2005 trial, we want you to check into the death hoax. So I wanted to be responsible. So I waited seven months. I read the Is Elvis Alive book. I, um, I studied, I followed the death hoax, but I would not publicly say that I supported uh, the death hoax until I was sure. So what I did was, or at least 95% sure. So I had two notebooks full of notes. So then I decided to write the book, Suicide. And once I wrote the book and I organized all the information, it was so clear that a hoax was afoot. Well, and I'll tell you what, we did a show last week on Elvis Presley. Mm -hmm. 
We had someone on this show live say for the world to hear. Yes. While the ambulance was coming in the front door, Elvis was being escorted out the back door. That's that's a fact. We've that's been corroborated. Okay? But no one at Graceland will uh, obviously for legal reasons, they will not uh, acknowledge that. Did anyone from the Jackson camp, other than the loose lip Latoya, and she has a, a reputation of sorts of her own, we'll talk about that in a minute, as a matter of fact. But other than Latoya making obscure illusionist references, did anyone from the Jackson camp with any sense of credibility step up to say, there's something afloat here. Well, if it's a plan and they're not supposed to, they won't. But they left so many clues when Jermaine was at UCLA Medical Center announcing that his brother, the legendary king of pop, quote unquote, had died. He yeah. was wearing a shirt on the back that said living as king. Right. So that was a clue right then and there that something mm-hmm. is he wearing a shirt that says living as king on the back? I have a problem with that. Pearl, because if you're if you're making a death announcement, at least in the case of Elvis, a doctor made the death announcement. Wouldn't you expect a doctor to do that? Or to be way, with you? Is it just me, mm-hmm. Pearl? As I'm, you know, I'm I'm a bit cynical. Amelia will tell you I'm yeah. a bit cynical in some regards. Mm-hmm. But I have to say this, and I'm sorry, but I'm if, Jermaine, if you're listening. Sorry, brother, I got it, but I have to call you out. Not one tear, not one yeah. shred of emotion. Not, I mean, he, he read it like a script. And it, mm-hmm. it was read like a script. Yes. Well, in my Alive 2 or 3 documentary, I have side by side the first announcement that Elvis had died versus the announcement that Michael had died, and it's almost verbatim. Okay, yeah, like, we're going to see that tonight. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. Pearl, we're going to show. We're actually. I'm. Thank you for mm-hmm. for bringing that up because we're actually going to show that tonight mm-hmm. in its entirety. Yes. Now, I apologize uh, beforehand for some of the um, the 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 choppy editing. I'm not known as a great editor, but neither am I. You know, so, uh, <laughs> Amelia will tell you. I um I do it. A pretty decent job most of the time of throwing it together. Um, there was, it was uh, before the death announcement, there was an interesting clip, a video clip that was either purposely let out or surreptitiously leaked. And it showed Michael walking through the halls of the corridor. Of the L.A. Staples Center. You know which one I'm talking about. You're smiling. Okay. Okay. Uh Please fill us in the significance of that clip. That scene. I'll just call it a scene. That was released by Catherine's attorneys during the Catherine Jackson versus AEG live trial. Imagine. Oh, I see. That's how it came out. Okay. Okay. And it was an exhibit in the trial. And Michael was wearing a cape. Like a Grim Reaper cape, or you can yes. say the cape from Remember the Time. Yeah, the it sure did. It looked like a Grim Reaper costume. It was a Grim Reaper cape. 
And what he did was, and remember the time, he swirled and he came and he disappeared, right? He disappeared. And then it comes back up, right? And then he comes back and then he comes yeah. back, exactly. So that looks like the same exact cape. Now, this is Michael's last time he's leaving. He's going to be faking his death within uh, within 12 hours of that yes. time. Yes. Around midnight mm -hmm. on June 25th. That's the last footage that you see of him. Then you see footage of him going inside of the Carrollwood home. And mm -hmm. then conveniently, uh, there's no more footage. The police accidentally, quote. Oh, yeah. Quote, yes. they, did this, they were the same police officers uh -huh. that were watching Jeffrey Epstein. Yes, yes. We, yeah. Right? We, yeah, we know who they were. We the security um, for Elvis. It's and on the other side, the camera was in ops. So nobody yes. knows what went in Carrollwood or went, what went out of Carrollwood the wee morning hours of June 25th. We just see him, his cars go in and that's it. Okay, so yeah. I'm telling us that he's about to disappear and death is Well, it. Pearl, I actually came across, I mean, you're going to see it tonight. I actually came across something that, um, that indicated to me that he's been thinking about this for a while. <laughs> and I'm going to show this clip tonight. But it's pretty clear to people who either knew or know Michael then or now that Michael, as you pointed out on our conversation on the telephone, was a very emotional, sensitive being, to say the least. He was very, mm -hmm. he spoke softly. He was a, a kind, gentle soul. Yes. Rarely got angry he got angry if you if you talked about god yes. he got angry if you if you put him down or you if or if you um mess with his, his masculinity yeah i i saw him get angry mm -hmm. um but there's some indication that he's been planning this for a little while my question is and and it's a that's a two-parter number no first part was it the strain of the trial that brought this about, or was it, as many people are suggesting, the weight of the financial duress upon him? Um, it, it, the first article we have that Michael plans to fake his death appeared in World Weekly News, a tabloid, March 29th, 1994. Well, two yeah. months prior to that is when he, his insurance through his insurance, he paid the Jordy Chandler uh, settlement. Okay, so now mm. the is becoming too big for him. So that's the first thing that we have. And then we have a series of other things, but I want to get to another big one. He had planned yes. to fake his death during Invincible. If you look at the album cover, it looks like a ghost. Yes, it, it does. Like heaven Can Wait, right? Heaven mm -hmm. Can Wait name of the song which yeah. means i'm not going to heaven yet yes um, yeah. we have right we have um threatened where he says that he's the living dead and the song threatened we have um um unbreakable that he's unbreakable we have the song invincible so we have all, we have the song butterflies that represents the new beginning yeah. so we have all these things and then we have the uh 30th anniversary special which was michael's supposed bye-bye right yeah. with his whole family there and uh so it was filmed on september 11th 2001 and then the next one was filmed in new york at madison square gardens on september 10th 
the next very next day, Michael's a mile and a half from uh, from from the Twin Towers. Yeah. And Latoya said he was had a meeting there. That's what she said. But yeah. he also slept. So what happened to postpone wow. that was 9-11 happened the very next day. So he was forced to postpone wow. the death announcement. Now, a lot of people don't know why he picked June 25th. Wow. The death announcement day. Okay. Because now he's went through the trial. So now he's yeah. a man on a mission. Yes. Because they almost put him in jail. He's had it. He's his fame is too much. The haters are too much. Michael played broke yeah. because he was tired of people suing yeah. him. When you have all hundreds of thousands of dollars of equity in the Sony ATV catalog. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh oh. Oh. Playing broke because he had hundreds uh -huh. of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He had equity. Oh, you're freezing up, Pearl. Now, what Michael, the reason why June 25th is significant, because if you go from his birthday with. Oh, Lord. Uh-oh. She froze. Yeah, she's freezing up. We're, we're, she's losing her connection. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on, Pearl. Oh, there. Um, um, Pearl, can you hear me? You're freezing up there. The exact middle date is January 27th. Uh oh. So in his opinion, his. Point of. Right. Trying to fake his death. Yeah. Pearl, we, 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 lo we lost you a little bit. Uh, you were freezing up, but we got the gist of it. Uh, a question yes. for you. It, was yes. there any indication that Michael was into numerology as Elvis was? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Michael, just like, um, just like Lisa Marie told Oprah, she yeah. said the death was play after play after play of Michael's death, quote unquote yeah. death was exact identical to her father's okay yeah. so michael really studied elvis presley and when they were uh playing married okay because yeah. the marriage was not legitimate okay yeah. and i can prove that and i proved that in the live docuseries oh, but yeah. I, I thank lisa for being there for him to help him out during his time of need though yeah. so that was really nice of her but um, Michael's favorite number is number seven. Elvis's favorite number was number eight, you know, but Michael yeah. also liked the number one, number seven and number 11. And you would see on his clothes that he wore seven, seven, seven often. And also in this, yes. is, he wore seven, 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 which means good luck, which is the winning numbers. Um, oh, absolutely. Uh, yes. The, the, uh, slot machines. Uh, interestingly enough, um, we showed a clip last week of a very much alive 86-year-old at the time, Elvis Presley. Um, I have that video. I'm going to send it to you. Okay. We, we were the only ones, to my knowledge, in America anyway, that broke that video. Yes. Um, and, I will, and I will provide that to you uh, as a, you're going to love it too. Okay. Um, 
Interestingly, there's a, also a video, and we may see it tonight. Uh, I'm still waiting to get the clearance on it, even at this late hour. But it, it's a video I know you're familiar with, Pearl. It is a video that purports to show Michael on a gurney, and but dead bodies don't move. <laughs> you know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, at UCLA, I, getting into yes, the Yes. Can you tell everybody about that? Yeah. Tell them what I'm talking about. I was at UCLA that day, and I actually saw the helicopters with my own eyes when they landed. Okay. Um, but I didn't see the footage because I'm down on the ground, and this is up on the, the uh, rooftop of mm -hmm. UCLA Medical Center. And uh, you see the gurney go inside the helicopter with straps on, right? And yeah. then it looks like, you know, somebody, there's another helicopter somewhere because it's being filmed and it mm -hmm. looks like it's moving, right? Now, it, it, you can justify the movements and say it was just the camera angles, this, that, and the other. But why when it was coming out of the, eleva uh, uh, the helicopter, now it has no straps? straps Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. The straps it, yeah. are gone. And that's also in my live uh, docu-series as well. We're, we're going, we're getting, you know, rapidly close to uh, the favorite part of Amelia's. Uh, yes, she, my she favorite. She loves to, to watch. Uh, you know what, Amelia? Yes. <laughs> you get it. Um, what? <laughs> she loves show and tell. And we're going to talk yes. about, we're going to go to show and tell. Mm -hmm. Before I do that, you made reference to songs and album covers. I want people to know that what Pearl is talking about is not new. No, it's not. In fact, the Beatles did the very same thing back in 1967 with Sgt. Pepper's. Yes. And, um, and the Field. Revolver album and mm -hmm. Abbey Road. Yes. It was filled with symbolism. The uh, yes. inference being at the time that Paul McCartney had died, and we know now that Paul McCartney had died, yes. but they'll never acknowledge it, even though there's a body and a burial and a, and a, and a tombstone. No one will ever acknowledge it, that <laughs> the, the man who we call Paul McCartney is actually William Campbell, Billy Camp or the infamous Billy Shears. Yes. So we're going to take a look at some of my favorite stuff, which is video. And so, Pearl, this is all from your work, which I love and I want to thank, acknowledge publicly. Thank you to Elbow Grease Productions for providing this film. Let's take a look. Yay, show and tell. <laughs> By the way, that's uh, one on the right is Michael. The one on the left is not. Right. Suicide. Did Michael Jackson fake his death to save his life? I love this stuff.
So which is it, Pearl? It's absolutely Joe. It's not Joe. I took, I So let's stop it right there for a moment. So his legal middle name is not now, nor was it ever Joseph. Never. It Never is Joseph. Michael Joe Jackson, J-O-E. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Wow. And there's Joe. Hmm. So, Pearl, why the discrepancy in legal documentation? Um, well, Michael plays the name game, and he's played the name game for many years. And, and in California courts, if you're a defendant in a trial and you have the name wrong, you can lose your ver verdict on a technicality. So Michael's learned a lot of things. But if I may say so, here it says MichaelJacksonSuicide.com. Um, uh -huh. If I can tell everyone to go to MichaelJacksonInsider.com instead of Suicide.com. This is a gotcha. very old video. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, uh -huh, very old video, but that's okay. Um, uh, and uh, so everybody was saying, well, why are all the death documents in the wrong name? Not once on any death document, and I've been looking for 13 years, does it use the name Joe? Now, Michael wrote a song called Michael and Barry Gibb from the Bee Gees uh, had a song that was released on June 25th, 2011, which is the second anniversary of the death announcement called It's All in the Name, All in the Game. And it is about the, the gates of heaven. Right. So that refers to death. And, you know, heaven is a part of the living dead. Right. Because you're sure. part of the living dead. Yeah. And um. Uh, all in the name, all in the game. So Michael played this game a lot. He used Joe and Joseph. I went and I talked to the coroner. I served the coroner with a Freedom of Information Act. And I said, uh, Michael, and I sent him the uh, driver's licenses that I have. And I sent him the proof and also the Department of Public Health, who's been taking uh, all the death certificates for the county of Los Angeles since the early 1900s. Yeah. Uh, they say in their rule book for 2009, they say you cannot use uh, assumed names or AKAs, which is also known as on the death record. So mm -hmm. you do that. So when I went down to the Department of Public Health, they said someone with standing has to object and that could all be thrown out. Everything can be thrown out as far as Michael's uh, death certificate, yeah. autopsy and everything. Now, then he says, the coroner says to me, um, I used a driver's license and I sent it back to the California Department of Motor Vehicles. Yeah. So then I said, oh, let me send. Thank you very much, Mr. Coroner. I'm going to use this, send this to the Department of Motor Vehicles. First, the mm -hmm. Department of Motor Vehicles called me back because I sent them a Freedom of Information Act. And right. they said, uh, they, they said to me, well, you know his name. You sent me the copy of those driver's license. So I said, are you telling me his name really is Michael Joe Jackson? They said, let me contact my legal department. A few weeks later, I got a letter from their legal department saying they have nothing in the name of Michael Joseph Jackson. So there is wow. so his name oh. is Michael Joe Jackson. And so everything can be thrown out because it's all in the wrong name. Wow. No kidding. Are you sure? Well... Now, well, you want to talk about, I'll, I'll tell you what, and to, to validate what Pearl is saying, you want to talk about what's in the name. Well, let's talk about right. what's in the name. 
Is it Elvis Aaron Presley, A-A-R-O-N? Or right. is it Elvis Aaron, A-R-O-N, Presley? And throughout his entire life, it was A-R-O-N. Exactly. So, because, again, Elvis was very superstitious. Right. My inkling is that so was Michael. Michael, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Amelia, questions yes. for Pearl, because we got a lot more video. To right. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was going to say. He was very superstitious, wasn't he? I mean, nobody that would want to supposedly fake his death would use his a real name. Correct. Right. Well, you know, you wonder why the coroner. Mm -hmm. did that. And even when I gave the coroner, he purposely lied to me purposely, mm -hmm. because he could have said, oh, my dad, you know, his name right. is. Joe. I'm so sorry. Right. But instead, he continued the lie. So then you have the verdict to the um, to the uh, Conrad Murray trial. And then the verdict, it says alleged victim, alleged That's... date. You mm -hmm. know, so they're admitting to you that they're not sure that that dead body was Michael Jackson and when that dead body died as well. So yeah. it's been a cover up and maybe it was embarrassment. Because yeah. recently, within the last few years, I was on another television show for the Travel Channel, Americans Most Unexplained. And yeah. the, apps, the, the detective who watched the autopsy not only participated in that show about Michael faking his death, but he also said on camera that when he was watching the autopsy, it looked nothing like him. So, Thank you. And mm -hmm. Conrad Murray said when he got back from the bathroom, it wasn't the same body that he saw. And he also wrote in his book, he wrote in his book, he said, when I got back, the body looked differently. Okay. Look a hospice they patient. Said, Amelia, and, think about what, what yes. we talked about Elvis last week. They yes. said the same thing. Exactly. The Elvis in the casket looked like the Elvis from 1956. Like right. a wax museum person, he didn't yes. looked like, you know, a 275-pound... Because no. I saw Elvis a month before he died. Wow. Mm -hmm. Allegedly died. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. But then right. I have a video of him walking past the window while his mm -hmm. father is telling everybody, thank you, we got all the cards and letters that you sent yes. us. And right. then I got another video done secretly, by the way, by a private detective. At Graceland, mm. that shows Oprah Winfrey, Elvis Presley, Priscilla, and Lisa Marie. Can't make this stuff up. Yes, you're going to see it. Mm -hmm. you're go yeah, That's you're going to see it. I didn't yes. see Elvis to that point, but also the EMTs, when they first got there, they said they thought it was a cancer, uh, 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 old cancer hospice patient, patient. who's mm -hmm. suffering a long illness. Now, we saw Michael 12 hours earlier. 12 hours earlier. Yes. You can't cover all that uh, mm -hmm. old cancer, hospice patients suffering and old mm -hmm. Incredible. Now that's very important too. Yes. Now, check the date out on this. I want everybody to take a look at this. 2011? 2011. By the way, Amelia, that was Michael Jackson's own writing from his hand. Yes. Ooh. 2011. 
that was released wow. and copyright writ, written on May 5th or May 6th. My birthday's May 6th. And um, he said, see you in 2011. I think he had planned to come back because he had no idea what the future was going to bring. He faked his death, replaced his body with a body double and left. And yeah. every and his family members knew what to do, but he didn't know what the future was going to bring. That's why Jermaine had plausible deniability with the living as king. You see what I mean? Oh, yeah. I was just joking. I was just kidding. If my my brother is just such a trickster, you know, even Arnold, um, no, uh, Joe, um, the other bodybuilder. Uh, oh, my God. Arnold, not Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Hulk. The Hulk. Oh, Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno. Thank mm -hmm. you very much. Lou Ferrigno was on TV stations that Michael sometimes would put um, mannequins inside ambulances and yeah. and and, uh, and he it would be a joke to him. So I believe a lot of people suspected mm -hmm. that Michael Jackson had faked his death. But even Paul McCartney, three weeks after the um, death announcement was on uh, one of the late night talk shows, and he talked about uh, the Abbey Road cover. And he talked about how him walking across the, Abbey, the, the sidewalk meant Paul is dead. And, yeah. so, and that was three weeks, which is seven times three, seven, 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 you know. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And then with the Michael album, the estate leaves a lot of clues as well. Uh, with the Michael, it was a Michael album. And the very next album was called Escape. Michael yeah. Escape. Pearl, um, you talked a moment ago, and it's interesting that you said these words. Uh, what's in the name? You know, the name game. Um, it's no secret that among the you know fans of Michael and insiders of Michael Jackson, he loved to play disguise. He loved to play, you know, makeup um, as a way of just, you know, kind of fitting in or you know, disappearing at will. I've got to ask you a question. Who the hell is Dave Dave? <laughs> Dave is a real person. He was a real person. He died a few years ago. He was okay. a little boy that was burned by his horrible, horrible father, and he was disfigured. And Michael befriended him. And uh, so they became, they were friends up until, you know, his adulthood. So um, I believe, and a lot of fans believe, that on Larry King Live, the day of the fake burial, which was September 3rd, in which is very important, one of the employees not knowing who I am told me that the Jacksons paid for every employee to take that day off. So no one at Forest Lawn saw what went in that crypt or didn't go in that crypt. They were yeah. Jackson rented out the entire facility. They paid over a million dollars uh, to Forest Lawn, um, yeah. and 590 of it was in a crypt to this day that still has no name on it. Okay, and, and I have a question for you. Uh, and I've I've looked online and I got two two different possible answers and possibly three possible answers depending on which figure you believe. Michael was either 5'9", five, 5'10", five, or 5'11". Right. Mm -hmm. how, how tall was Michael? Um, I saw him in person uh, when I covered the 2005 trial, um, and he walked right, right by me, and he looked about 5'9", between 5'9", and 5'10". But okay. can, they can well, always the put lips in their shoes. The casket, know? we know now. Because we have the, the tools to measure. We know now the casket was five foot five. Um, I'm not sure. Wow. 
card. I'm not we, sure. Yeah. That's it, it's been bit. measured, Pearl. It's been measured at five five. Oh my goodness. No, it, I, the, I, I, the, I don't the, know. I can't confirm that one. <laughs> here well, I know someone that did. The uh -huh. inference being simple. The inference being you see how small this is. This is the biggest clue we can give you that he's not fitting in this thing. There's no way a guy 5'9 is going to go in the casket 5'5 five, five, unless they cut his feet off. Well, you're the first one that I've heard about that part, you know, because I've always thought it was a normal size casket. It was it, That casket, if you look at that casket, it's small. Okay. And it's measured at five foot five inches. That's just silly. And I'll, I'll provide you documentation <laughs> to that. Um, let's go back to taking a look at this here. So of course, um, promoting your, your documentaries. Um, Pearl has at least five that I know of. Five yes. Michael documentaries that I know of. Alive 1, 2, and 3. Uh, yes. And the other two are... Um, I'm thinking, I still thinking that Michael's is still alive. It, it just seems that way. Geez, you're his father. You should know. Right. Well, hold on to your seats, folks, because you're getting ready to go on a thriller ride in the life and or death of Michael Joe Jackson. Now, watch this guy. Thank you all. That's not Michael. Yeah. Ain't no way. It is Michael. I'll explain why. How this is... Pearl, is that Michael? Yes, and I'm going to explain why. That is Michael. I used to hang out in Carewood. Michael left. The fans followed him to the airport when he was going to London. That's the first uh, proof that he wasn't here in Los Angeles. He was on a plane to London. The next thing is we have footage of Michael later that day in London going to events. Okay. The next thing is when I covered also the Catherine versus AEG live trial and the Conrad Murray trial, um, no one there had ever questioned whether this was Michael, the um, uh, Paul Gungaware and uh, Brandon, Randy, um, what's his name? Randy Phillips, Randy Phillips of AEG Live. They told the story of how Michael was drunk and how he didn't want to do it because it's a big step. He knew that there was no turning back after this. Yeah. So then he went ahead and, and they made him get up and they made him get dressed and they made him go because they had a lot of money riding on it. Yeah. So, um, so this is Michael Jackson. This is Michael Jackson. There's nobody else. Almost everyone. Wait, 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 wait. I got to say this. It's so oh, important. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. If it wasn't Michael Jackson, where has that guy been? Right? Well, that's that's the question. That's, that's the million dollar question. Anywhere. So that is Michael Jackson. It's the, it's the first thousands of hours of research. That is Michael. And Jackson. it's the first, last, and only time I've ever seen Michael look like this. Well, the he, giveaway to me was take the glasses off. Let me see your eyes, because everybody's eyes tell a story. Drunk. He was drunk. Yes. He was drunk. So he, you know, he was covering himself up. And, is it. Uh, and all he said, Pearl, was, this is it. 
I I promise you this is the this is the final. This is it. And that's all he kept saying. And he went ahead and went through with what he said. You see what I mean? Yeah. That is Michael Jackson. These will be my final show performances in London. This will be it. This is it. And when I say this is it, it really means this is he it. He doesn't sound the same. Because to me. That's, that's him. <laughs> doesn't even sound like him. but I have not found an alternative. I have not found anything that doesn't prove that that's me. That is me. And 111. Hi, I'm Pearl Jr. and I'm an investigative journalist who has been covering Michael Jackson for more than a decade. We have all heard that Michael Jackson died June 25, 2009 at 2.26 p.m. at UCLA Medical Center. But did he really? Throughout this documentary, Michael Jackson will speak to us through his words, his lyrics, his handwritten notes, his short films, music, and photographs about his thoughts and plans regarding his death hoax. Let's start with the song. Okay. Perfect, perfect segue. Perfect segue. Okay. For every action, there's a reaction, and there's a reason for everything that happens now. How do I, which one do I want to go first? Um, what was the overriding reason for Michael to disappear? Other than at one point he says, I feel in danger. I feel, I feel threatened. We feel threatened. I, I think he's in, perhaps implying his children. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what, what was the first inkling that something was a miss in his personal life that there was like a danger element. Um, Michael often wore bulletproof vest. He thought somebody wanted to kill him because, you know, being accused of a child molestation, you know, bleaching his skin, um, you know, the blanket incident. I mean, you know, wacko jacko. I mean, just so many different things that people just were like, you know, this guy needs to go. He's ridiculous, you know? Um, I'm not Michael. I can't answer what's in his heart, his mind, or his soul. But I imagine the fame got too much for him. Uh, The haters became too much for him. They almost put him in jail for 20 years for something they could never prove that he did. Um, And he just wanted out. And they were stopping him from doing his projects. Every project that has come, Michael left notes. For the Circus Olay shows, to the This Is It to the MJ, the musical, mm-hmm. uh, the unreleased songs. Michael was also in the studio fixing up his unreleased songs uh, yeah. with a guy named Michael Prince. Um, all his um, entities, he was the sole owner of all his entities. Mm-hmm. He got out from under the Neverland, a million dollar a month, a million dollar, yeah, million dollars of um, expenses. He had got under that, made yeah. a deal with Tom Barack where he didn't pay a mortgage for, you know, mm-hmm. 11 years until his friend Ron Burkle bought me the land. Um, so we have the complete picture of how he set everything up. And yeah. it is without, beyond a shadow of a doubt that absolutely nothing, nothing proves that Michael Joe Jackson is dead. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about 
another uh, well-known individual, Paul McCartney, whose name came up tonight. Michael and Paul had a business uh, agreement, uh, uh, actually a, a fairly close friendship, too, for a while, until Michael asked Paul McCartney the famous question, how does one become wealthy in the music business? He goes, Paul says, and I quote, you've got to buy publishing. Okay, you have to buy a publishing right. So he bought the Beatles catalog, which did not set well with Mr. McCartney, who has since repurchased all the Beatles catalog. Well, it's a reclamation. Um, it's a copyright law that after mm -hmm. so many years, you can reclaim the original copyright, and that was expiring. And that's why the estate, a.k.a. Michael Jackson, uh, who is the trustee and trustor of his estate, uh, yeah. decided to sell it. And also for the IRS case. And I also covered the um, Michael Jackson estate versus the IRS case as well. Yeah. Pearl, how much money was owed by uh, Michael? Well, it was between um, 275 to $375,000 million, excuse me. Yeah. The, his half of the, uh, the Sony ATV catalog was worth $750 million. Okay, the Mike Jack catalog was worth a couple of hundred million. And then they bought some EMI catalog that was also worth a few hundred million dollars. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he was he was on paper in debt, but he had more assets than you could imagine. Well, let's talk about that. He had um, a lot of property before he left. He refinanced his mm -hmm. manager, his um, uh, spokesperson, Ramon Bain. Uh, who was his spokesperson during the 2005 trial, who later became his manager. She sued him in May of 2009 because she didn't believe that she was paid in full, but she was because mm -hmm. there was a check that he gave her for over $400,000 and said, this is, ends our, 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 our relationship yeah. uh, in October of 08. But anyway, so mm -hmm. she sued him for more money. And in that lawsuit, which I have the original copy, um, in that lawsuit, uh, she says that in 2008, in three different installments throughout the years, that Michael yeah. refinanced his assets and he got over $43 million. $16 million was supposed to be in his pocket for cash and the other was supposed to go to creditors. Well, none of it, Ramon said, the creditors were calling saying, how come he hasn't paid me? How come he hasn't paid me? Wow. Well, the reason why he hasn't paid him was because he left with $40 million, maybe as much as $50 million. Well, I heard that he was uh, in. Mm -hmm. I heard he was in debt as as high as five hundred million dollars, as as high. Well, you got fairly close to it, four hundred million almost. That what three seventy five something like that. Yeah, somewhere between two seventy five and three hundred seventy five million dollars. Yeah, that that's a lot of money. Um, people tend to exaggerate when they talk yeah. about money, though, especially regarding celebrities. Right. Uh, Martin Bashir was one of those individuals who is suspected it might have been as high as 500 million. That's where I got that figure. And I'm going to talk about Martin Bashir right now. Why didn't Michael allow Martin to get so close to him? It was because um, he came very he was very acclaimed in the UK as a, a respectable journalist. Mm -hmm. He interviewed Princess Diana, that Michael really loved Princess Diana. They were really good friends. Yeah. And so Michael wanted to, you know, put out that I'm a real person to the public. So then Michael let him live with Martin Bashir, live with him for eight months, and they created the documentary Living with Michael Jackson. But what yeah. Martin Bashir and his handlers were after was smut on Michael Jackson. 
So they went ahead and they found this family. And then the boy was cuddling up to Michael, blah, blah. And then, you know, all of a sudden became a molestation, you know, uh, um, accusation that happened after the police were uh, investigating. Yeah. And I covered that trial and I did a documentary called Michael Jackson, The Trial and Triumph of the King of Pop. This is very important. I signed that deal seven weeks before the death announcement. Hold on. And Papa Joe was calling me negotiating. They sent a, a, oh. a, proxy. Yes. <laughs> sent a proxy guy. They sent a, a proxy guy that I didn't know at the time to negotiate the deal with me. Wait a minute. Then when I saw the ad, my address to my distributor, and then I saw the address to the This Is It Michael Jackson contract, the Michael Jackson company, it was yeah. the same address. So I was. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. That's a landline. So I was a part of the. Uh, I you go ahead and grab it if you need to. No, I don't need to grab it. I'm just waiting <laughs> for it to kind of go away. But I was a part of the pre-planning for Michael Jackson's death hoax because I had the only documentary in existence that proved that he was not a child molester. Child molester. Incredible. Wow. Um, how much emotional damage did that do to him? Um, you know, it was awfully sad um, to see um, him kind of um, dwindle away. I mean, he was so little and so thin toward the end that yeah. you felt like you could blow on him and, and he'd move. OK, um, yeah. he was very worried that he was going to spend 20 years in jail on a lie, something that he did not do. And I remember uh, during deliberations and I was um, in outside the gates of Neverland with many fans and uh, Michael's SUV came out. And I believe Michael was in the back seat because the security it told me to come over and I was talking to them and they said, well, what do you think? And I said, you tell Michael, don't you worry. They're not going to get you on nothing. And because they had nothing. And I just so happened to be right that, you know, that they got him on absolutely yeah. 14 out of 14 not guilties. Interesting. Amelia, questions yes. for Pearl Jr. Yes, I was uh, wondering back when uh, they were doing his uh, funeral, you know, when they were reading off the teleprompter, uh, you had mentioned uh, his brother saying angelic instead of uh, Angelique. Angelique instead of angelic. And why would you read off a teleprompter if that was your brother's funeral? I mean, wouldn't you be in tears and not being able to talk? Absolutely. And that proves that he didn't read it. I mean, he didn't mm -hmm. pre-read it because if he, mm -hmm. read it, he would have known the word was angelic or yes. if he wrote it himself. He would mm -hmm. have known the word was angelic. So mm -hmm. reading off, well, you know, they want to be prepared and you're right. Mm -hmm. It wasn't authentic. It was mm -hmm. not a real funeral. None of them mm -hmm. were crying. Paris, mm -hmm. that emotional acting that she did, uh, not a tear fell. And no, then later no. she tells Ellen DeGeneres, that her dad taught her how to act and how to cry on, on, mm -hmm. on you know, so it was all mm -hmm. completely straight. Right. And it was the setup to, 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 to uh, Michael re um, reintroducing himself to the public with an air of sympathy because now he's gone. Absolutely. Girl, was it, um, was it mockery or just bad taste that Paris, um, chose to play in a casket it was bad taste it was <laughs> that was really <laughs> left the most amount of clues out of all of them she left the most amount of death hoax clues yeah. like um there was oz the um great and powerful movie that prince 
had Prince Michael's oldest child. Mm -hmm. uh, Prince went ahead and uh, promoted on like, I think Entertainment Tonight. And in that movie are two fake deaths, you know what I mean? And Michael was mm -hmm. in Oz and so, and, and then Prince uh, Paris also posted a few times the Sidewalk of Abbey Road album, uh, of Abbey Road album. And then there's more and more and more clues that I'm going to be putting in a live five, but come and get it. Um, the Rare Pearls, which is an album that I had talked, somebody had called me um, before the death announcement named Chamilla. And Michael scrambled his name and scrambled Michael is Chamilla. I didn't know at the time. And I thought it was a woman calling me. And we talked Michael Jackson and they told me about the song Mama's Pearl, which is a Jackson 5 song. And they said it's about a guy um, trying to, you know, make love to a girl. And I was like, what are, you, what are you talking about? It's a song about love and them getting together and Mama's Pearl. Well, um, they released an album called A Rare Pearl on a very significant date that involves, did I have, I found Michael. Yes, I have. Okay, but I know we have to go, and that's just a whole nother thing. But they can learn about it by watching. Go to my. We got a couple minutes. We yes, we're fine. We're good. Uh, okay, we're we're bringing you back, Pearl. Mm -hmm. yeah, you're bringing me back. So, yeah. um, so they did. Um, uh, 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 they released an album called mm -hmm. Rare Pearl. Uh, come and get it, a real pearl. Well, Abbey Road. There were certain unreleased songs, and Come and Get It also was a part of the Abbey Road album which is affiliated with the death hoax. So there's just so many connections with the Beatles and with Elvis that, you know, you know yeah. that people. Also, I was just going to tell people, if you want to follow, you want to follow the Michael Jackson uh, death hoax, uh -huh. follow Elvis, Paul yeah. McCartney, the Beatles, go back to them album covers. They're yeah. hiding in plain sight. Especially yeah. the song. Let me ask you one final question before we let because I'm going to promote your. Paul Gungerware's name. I, I, yes. I can't leave the audience uh, hanging on that. Paul Gungerware was the co CEO of AEG Live. AEG Live owned, Philip Anschultz owns more movie theaters than anyone else in the world. And that's why Michael went with AEG instead of Live Nation to do this. Yeah. This is it. Okay. Paul Gungerware worked for the corner, the, the Colonel, Elvis's manager, yeah. the Colonel. Uh, at the time of Elvis's death announcement, and also mm. were Michael at the time of his death announcement. Ties all together. Not a coincidence, folks. No. Not a coincidence. <laughs> Pearl, one final question for you. Do you believe that Michael has personally reached out to you and spoke to you? Uh, we've talked 1,300 hours. Wow. We have talked for 1,300 hours. Um, I'm so sorry. 1300. Is that hours. him now? I'll tell you what, um, we have just scratched the tip the surface. Yeah. Oh barely. man. This is, we haven't even, this is nothing folks. Nothing. This is the tip of the tip of the iceberg. Pearl mm -hmm. Jr. Has the answers. We've got the questions and I've got a lot of video to go through. Pearl, yes. I've got to bring you back for at least part two, maybe part three. Three. Mm -hmm. Can we do that? Yes, we can. Fabulous. Uh, yay. <laughs> I want you to uh, plug your website where you people can watch your films, uh, how they can reach out to you and uh, Elbow Grease Productions. Have at it. Okay. Um, all you have to do is Google Pearl Jr. and you get my, my Twitter my Facebook, my Instagram, my YouTube page that's been viewed over seven 
almost 7.7 million times. Um, but my website is called michaeljacksoninsider.com. No dots, no spaces, michaeljacksoninsider.com. And there you can find the links to watch the Alive docu-series. There's a live one, is Michael Jackson Really Dead? That aired on Netflix from 2001 to 2013. Then there's a live two, Michael Jackson, The Escape, live three, Michael Jackson, uh, Alive two, uh, Michael Jackson, uh, yeah, The Great Escape, Live 3, Michael Jackson, The Living Dead, Alive mm -hmm. 4, Michael Jackson, The Missing Pieces, and I have enough information for an Alive 5, and then I also have oh, a wow. film. I have a short film called A Prisoner of Fame as well, and the Suicide E movie book, which has links in it as well, so there's a lot of stuff, just go to Michael Incredible. Jackson, oh, man. Jackson family members, wow. pictures, with Jackson family members as well. And I also attended Joe Jackson's memorial with the entire family as well. Well, I got a lot of <laughs> questions about that funeral. I haven't I, Me too. scratched the surface of my <laughs> questions. Yeah, Amelia, tell everybody what's coming up tomorrow night for us. We have uh, Brock Davis tomorrow night, actually, a country artist. Independent country and artist Brock Davis will join us. Mm -hmm. uh, we will feature his new hit, his well, his new song. song? We know it's going to be a hit. Yes, absolutely. We're going to play it. Right. <laughs> Maybe we'll get him to play it live. Yeah. Well, if, if that would be sing great it live, actually. Live, well, we mm -hmm. have the video and we have the uh, uh, permission. We got the permission mm -hmm. to play it. Um, fortunately, thank God. Amelia, um, <laughs> give everybody your uh, social. Where can people yes. get a hold of the pit bull? Absolutely. Uh, of course, we have our Instagram page at, at uh, What's the Buzz and, of course, aachap70 at Gmail. And I also have What's the Buzz page and, of course, here with you on Tuesday and Thursday nights. And I am the Mad Dog. You can reach me at Facebook forward slash Mad Dog Discipio, Instagram Mad Dog Discipio, TikTok, Twitter, um, Let's see, where else are we at? Oh, uh, yes, YouTube. TikTok. TikTok. Yes. Oh, yeah. TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> I forgot about TikTok. Yes. <laughs> Girl, I have a TikTok now. You believe yes. me? Yes. Yeah. I don't know how to work. A million does all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We forgot about TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for watching our Elvis show, and uh, particularly the people who listened to it. It streamed to more than 330,000 people. Thank you for that. Yes. I know Pearl Jr. is going to beat that number. <laughs> so when Pearl comes back, I'll hope to give her some good news yes. that she beat Elvis. On behalf yes. of Pearl Jr. for the Pitbull, I'm Mad Dog Decipio. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. See you next time. <laughs>